Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographers Neil Kramer and Corey Johnson, who work as a team under the name Kramer Johnson. Kramer Johnson has worked with clients such as AT&T, Visa, Hulu, and DirecTV, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Neil and Corey about how they started working together, as well as how they operate as a photo team, uh, their different responsibilities, and um, what kind of roles they take working together. And I also speak to Neil and Corey about their approach to marketing, as well as much, much more. Neil and Corey both have a wealth of knowledge and experience in the photo business, so I was excited to get a chance to speak with them about their journey. So I hope you enjoy, and thanks so much for listening. All right, Neil Kramer, Corey Johnson, uh, welcome to the podcast, man. Long time coming. Uh, how you guys doing? We're great. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you guys. We've been kind of in contact for, I think, almost like over a year now, just through Instagram and stuff. So it's exciting to kind of meet you guys. Um, I guess to start off, I was kind of curious. I know setting this up, you guys said you had a creative call this morning. I was curious, like, how it went. Like, because those, for me, those creative calls are like, they're tough. Like, how do you guys approach those calls? Well, it, it, this one wasn't a creative call. It's a job we already have. Okay. That, uh, you know, the creative call that gets you the job is one you have to be on your toes for. You have to sell yourself, sell your ideas. Um, once you're, once you've been awarded the job, it's day after day of calls and, and ones for casting ones for propping ones for wardrobe yeah. and no one really listens to what we have to say so <laughs> we <laughs> chime in occasionally so this morning was casting we have another one later for another job for props and yeah. um, you know we're basically background noise yeah. Yeah. right, right now it's know. about executing the agency's vision yep um so it's it's more production than creative okay that's yeah. good i guess when when you're trying to sell yourself like is that something you guys have been, always been good at? Because I know for myself, it's something I struggle with because you're obviously you're hungry to get the job, but you don't want to come off so eager that you're like, you know, that pushy, like used car salesman, like trying to jam it down their throat. Like, what's your guys approach? Well, you know, it, I, I come from a sales background, like 18, 20 years in sales. Um, the one thing I've learned is you cannot try and sell yourself. You'll lose every time. Um, but the truth is when I a deck comes our way that we're really excited about. It's hard to not tell them that you really want the job. Yeah. Because it's so cool. Like I would almost do it for free. And so cool. don't say, don't say that. No, I know, don't say I know, that. I know. I know. My, my reps can be mad at us, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's the truth of it. Like we, we don't do this, you know, there's better ways probably to make money or to make a living. We do this because we love it. So when something comes by that we get really excited about, it's hard to suppress that. Yeah. That, that, that and we just try to keep it super conversational. I mean, yeah. our style is pretty laid back anyway. Yeah. So the call doesn't really feel like a sales call. We're not overselling ourselves. It's more about like, hey, we really like this. We're excited about it. You yeah. Know, why don't you tell us more For sure. about your vision and we'll tell you how we can help. No, that's good. I think that's a good approach. Um, I guess to go back a little bit, I was kind of curious, like where you guys kind of both grew up and like how you guys kind of got into photography initially. Um, this is Neil. Um, I'm from Rochester, New York, where I think you oh, went, damn, to, you went to RIT, right? What, what's your favorite garbage plate, man? Uh, <laughs> the original Nick Tahoe's. There you go. Okay. Two cheeseburgers. I was, was going to leave if you said something. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's all these, these um, wannabes now, you know? And, no, it's only the original. In fact, here in LA, there's a trash truck. Oh, wow. Which it, it's not 
no offense to if you're out there listening, but um, it's not edible. <laughs> they, they microwave everything. Um, and for those of you who don't know what the garbage plate is, it's um, it's a 95 year old staple from Rochester, New York that costs, I think, six bucks. And it's yep. kind of everything you can imagine on one plate. Yeah, it's like home fries. You can get two cheese. It's home fries, mac salad, uh, two cheeseburgers on top with meat sauce, onions, and mustard. And then it comes with two slices of bread. And he made it for me once like two years ago. I'm still full. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you're smart, you put a whole bottle of Heinz ketchup and a half bottle of Tabasco on it. Um, this is eaten drunk only yeah. yeah but uh yeah i guess growing up in rochester like what were you kind of interested in growing up and like how did photography come in the mix for you i guess you know, for me um you know my my focus was always owning a business or i guess being a quote businessman of some kind i really never had much direction um other than the arts were silly to me um but i was always interested like i had an uncle who uh, was a, cl- a photography collector and he at a very young age when I was young, not him, uh, introduced me to Sebastian Salgado and, wow. and some of my other, what have become my favorites. Yeah. So to me, it was always something far away. People that went to RIT, was, in my mind, that was just something I could never do. Um, so later in life, at about 40, when a business I had kind of went away because the economy turned on us yeah. uh, after the 2008, 2009 crash, uh, I decided to leave that business completely what were you doing i was a apparel a technical apparel manufacturer and designer so uh, a lot of motorcycle gear yamaha kawasaki those were my clients i'd make everything overseas uh design it with my team and bring it in for them wow and manage the inventory uh but that that went away you know with the market crash so when that was over it was kind of like what do i like to do well i've always been interested in photography so i literally went out and bought a dslr wow so you didn't pick up camera until you're like 40 40, yeah that's i fucking love those stories because you know like (laughs) you know like people say like oh i'm too old to do this people say shit when they're like in their 30s or 20s like oh it's too late now yeah it's like fuck that man like you can do it anytime my my grandmother got her uh her uh nursing license when she was 60 wow yeah is she a working nurse yeah that's fucking awesome yeah like i want to meet her yeah i think more people have to have that attitude like if you're alive you can switch gears as much as you fucking want it's all about being happy but then i'm looking at corporate america and it's like okay if i work there for 10 years i'm gonna age out and they're gonna make me retire so i need to take control of my destiny here and at the same time do something i really enjoy so i went like i said i went out and bought a camera and i'm looking at m s p a on the dial i'm like oh shit now i gotta read the manual (laughs) now now you gotta do some work (laughs) yeah and and, you know and literally i picked up the manual um did not put that down and and have not turned back since like i at that that was the point when i realized i want to be a ten thousand hour person like i want to put in my ten thousand hours and study a craft and get better at it until the day i die yeah uh, and that's just what what got me here and Corey, kind of the same story yeah, yeah you know i grew up in a small town in iowa like right on the mississippi river um, nothing to do there. I did photography as a high school class. And it's funny because I hear you joking about it with people. I was the kid in the, at the railroad in the graveyards. Oh, yeah. yeah Every, everybody's, <laughs> I, I said someone needs to have a photo show where every photographer brings their railroad photo and we'll have like a contest. To see yeah, us. I'm down to that. Would be, I would be down for that. Yeah. But I was that kid. And then I went to college and had a buddy who moved out to Los Angeles. And I was like, you know what? I always kind of wanted to make movies. So I literally came out here 
to quote make movies, you know, yeah. along with the rest of the people that live in Los Angeles. Were you kind of making movies? I, you know what? It took me a long time. I, I got a job at Universal Studios doing some post production stuff there, and I kind of came up through the post side. Yeah. And it turns out I'm, I'm just a really bad employee. So I had started my own business, <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know I had a post production house for a long time, and then finally. You know, about 2008, this is kind of when Neil's other business was tanking as well, yeah. you know, because of the economy, yeah. we were starting to figure out that we were running out of clients. And we thought, you know, we, we came out here for this reason to make a movie. Let's take the money we've saved. Let's make a movie. Let's bankroll it ourselves. Against every producer we talked to, it was like, don't ever bankroll your own movie. Like, we're going to do it. So we did it. And through that process, you know, I ended up hanging out on set with our unit stills photographer the whole time. Yeah totally fascinated with her ability to like kind of distill an entire scene down into one still frame. Yep. And that to me was the spark that kind of got me back into holding a camera in my hand. So, you know, long story short that we made the movie, took a bath on it. Um, it was a cool process though, but I got reintroduced to the still camera through that process. And, you know, I found myself with some time on my hands about the same time Neil did. He and I started running around taking pictures together and that's interesting. Now here we are. And even looking at your photos now, a lot of them have like a theatrical like feel to them. They feel like a like a still from a movie, like it's a like big productions. Is that kind of come from that a little bit? It's like your love of movies and stuff, you think? Or? Yeah, we always want to tell a story. And, you know, I'm not going to say it's easy to do with video because it, it certainly isn't. But it's a lot easier to do it with 30 frames per second than it is with one frame. Yeah. And yeah. it's always been our goal to, one, put little Easter eggs in a frame um, just to make people watch or look a little longer. Yeah. But ideally, it's to give a narrative, kind of have a little arc to, to a story in one frame. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as the production value of them go, it's just that's something that we enjoy. You know, like the, the whole process of creating that image. Yeah. I personally enjoy that as much as you know, clicking the shutter. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I, I came up like just doing still photography and like photo assisting still photographers. But then lately I just been um, helping my friend out as like a grip assistant, like on like TV commercials and stuff. And it's really what I've learned. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this too, is like the way that like, uh, like a real like video production set works is so much different from a still shoot. And I, for myself, I, I've learned so much. It's like, seeing how they operate it's like different lights and different things like it, do you kind of draw inspiration from like seeing how like video productions work versus stills and stuff like they're very uh, different yeah, yeah very different i don't know if we get so much inspiration from that yeah. um right. Light, lighting's a lot in my mind a lot easier for video um you're really just trying to augment what's there you're not so much creating yeah. um and you're also working with a lot more ambient yeah um so you're, you're making the ambient look better where with stills, especially the way we shoot stills, you're making 100% of the light in most cases. Yeah. Um, and that's a big difference yeah. for us. Yeah. Now it's interesting cause you guys do both. Like I saw, I think you guys did like a campaign like last year or something for visa and you put up some stuff on your social media where you're like shooting stills and shooting the commercial. Yeah. Is that something you find you're doing a lot more these days? Like, Oh yeah. I would say yeah. at least half of our jobs are stills and motion components and that ratio is probably going up. Yeah. Now, right. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, we're bidding actual broadcast commercials with A-list celebrities. Yeah. We never get those because there's always some director here in LA that has an Oscar that will we'll do it. For <laughs> do the it. Same it's it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm free. We are doing more and more, um, good budget, um, well-produced videos that are typically for social media. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, occasionally the visa job you referenced, that was 
That was video only. Okay. And we literally shot that at the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what I saw. Experience. Yeah. It, it seemed pretty wild because it was yeah. just like... It was weird. for three days. We red-eyed in, got... Let's see, we landed, what, at like 6 a.m., went to a pre-pro meeting at 8 a.m., we're on set at 2, shooting, yeah. done at 8, and on a plane home. Yeah. Wow. And that was, was like, on the tail of another shoot. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, we shot in the middle of the night, and you can't get... You couldn't get cabs because... It was the middle of the night, and we were staying at the Patriots Hotel, so there was security everywhere. I'm not kidding. There were snipers on the roof. It was ridiculous. It was crazy, man. And you know how we got to the stadium? We took um, scooters. <laughs> 38-degree weather. <laughs> you got your gear. Those things are little death traps, <laughs> by the way. It was hey, fun, Neil, put the C-stand over your back. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Um, but how, how did you guys meet initially? Because this is like something I'm really... Uh, interested like a partnership photo. I'm sure you guys get this question constantly. It's literally every time we talk to somebody, it's, it's the first like, question. How do you guys meet? How do you work together? Yeah. We were, you know, we met through a mutual friend. You know, we live in a very beachy kind of encapsulated area of Los Angeles. And there's a it's scene. It's a flat town for 40-year-olds. It, it's what it is, yeah. <laughs> it's a flat town for 40-year-olds. But there's a, a huge bar scene there. And, you yeah. know, everyone, until you're about 40, yeah. you're going out all the time. Yeah. And that's kind of how right. we met. Nice. And like, uh, when you part, like, how does like a partnership work? Like, you guys are obviously shooting yourselves just by yourselves, and like, I, I, I don't because like for me, like, photography seems like such like everyone has their independent thoughts and like how their creative vision works. Like, what is that conversation? How does that work? Where you're like, you know what? Let's partner up. Like, how does that like start? You know? It was really organic, don't you think? Originally? I, I do. You know, yeah. the creative um, style that we both gravitated towards was similar. And that turned into an exploration of photography and who's out there. And then you start finding people you look up to, like a Dan Winters. That's like, and, and I would call him, I found this guy, Dan Winters. You got to see this website. All right, how does he light it? Okay, let's yeah. go figure it out. Yeah. Um, and you do that over time together. Suddenly you both have the same style. And, you know, he does things all the time. And I'll say, yeah, that's not right. Let's do it this way. And he'll understand it right away and vice versa. And we just go back and forth arguing and bickering. It's but. it. But a lot of it's just checking your ego at the door too. It, you and have it's like, to. And look, he says stuff to me that if he said to somebody else, they would punch him in the head and yeah, vice versa. Yeah. yeah but yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. We know each other. You can't so have an ego. Point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like your brother, you can get in a fight, but at the end of the day, you're going to figure it out. Yeah. Like, but it's not even really a fight. We'll have, yeah. we definitely have pretty intense discussions about stuff, but yeah. I think, you know, I'll take, stuff that he says you know i'll find truth in a lot of that or valuable assets yeah. i'm sure he it does gets you it gets you to a place yeah you know, exactly because the truth is two heads are better than one and especially if you're thinking the same way yeah uh, and that, that's just how we see it it's what works for us yep yeah and as you know like when you're working on these big productions it's it really is like a team sport like it's not even just you guys i'm sure like you're doing a big job for visa where they're paying you like tons of money like big budgets you need to have a good team around you, like assistants and digitechs. And is this the team aspect of doing these production, big productions, like pretty important? It's honestly my favorite part of the whole thing. And then I come from a film production background. It's, it's, it's what I love almost as much as making the actual images. Like I was telling you earlier, the process of putting the best people in the best positions mm -hmm. and then watching them go, you know, yeah. you have to give them guidance, but if you do your job right in pre-production, 
it makes your lives a whole lot easier when you're actually in production. You know, you just, like I said, put the right people in the right spots yeah. and let them do their thing. And for us having two people yeah. makes a, gives us the ability to do a lot more work. Yeah. So typically Corey handles everything on the front end and I handle all the back end with retouching and, and, and putting all the editing together. Oh, so like if there's the creative call, you basically just handle that. Well, we're, we're, we're both on that. Yeah. I'm yeah. the guy that works a little more directly with our producer okay. in hashing out the budget, budget talking about the, when the it comes, how. Yeah. When it comes to actually making the images and yeah. retouching the images, that's when I'm yeah. more involved. Oh, yep. man. God bless the retouchers, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good. I can't. Yeah. I, it's one thing I've always struggled with. Like, I just like... It, I'm just not the best at it. So it's like good to have people that like they can sit there and focus. Like, I don't know if it's just my mind. Like, it's just like you feel like guys, you guys just kind of bounce each other. You know, I'm the same as you. I can't do it. I don't have the mindset for it. I can't sit and work on that. Neil's awesome at it. I, I, I fell in love with it yeah. from the jump. Yeah. Like as soon as I opened Photoshop, it was like this world opened up. It's almost like a video game. Like my friend Abe, who's a really great retoucher and that's how he explained it. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, it's almost like I'm sitting down playing a video game. Cause like for me, I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to try to get better at Photoshop today. I'll go on YouTube and I'll, I'll try to, <laughs> but it just doesn't work like that. Like you can spend all the time. Like I've learned through YouTube and tutorials and all of those things. And then you start looking at master's paintings and things like that. You go down that road. Everything I learned, all the trips, uh, the, the, the tricks and tips that I've learned over the last six, seven years yeah. are reduced to essentially the pen tool and curves. Okay. <laughs> but as you get to a certain point, you realize less is more and you could do a lot more with, with, with just a few tools. Yep. Those pen skills are good. He's like, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I'm super, I, that's one thing I'm super fast at. I how, should move to Asia. How far do you zoom in, man? How do you, how, are you going 200%? You going? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, that's funny. Um, I guess. And then when you guys first started and you partnered, um, did you guys kind of have like a goal in mind for the type of work you wanted to do? Like, did you kind of have to, <laughs> did, did you have to like start like from scratch and build like a new portfolio you, you, or like you, you touching on the, the one thing that we probably argued about the most yeah. and still do, yep. but it's not an argument with each other. It's like an argument with ourselves mm -hmm. because there is no answer to what's right. Yeah. Um, what it all boils down to is it's funny. It's what we've been told from the very beginning, shoot what you love and they'll you'll find a market for it or the market for it will find you yeah if it exists so fingers crossed yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a quote that i like from a tom robbins, tom robbins book actually and it just says make what you want to see yep. and that kind of has been a guiding lamppost for us i suppose now it's a mantra really yeah yeah because yeah. really if you're just if you're not liking what you're doing what's the point you know? Yeah, because photography career, as you know, it's like insane. It's like up and down, up and down. You got clients, you lose clients. There's no way of like, you can try as hard as you want to market to certain people, but it's always just like random how jobs come in. So it's like, at the end of the day, I think it took me a long time to figure out. It's like, yeah, you should just shoot what you want. If you want stability, you should go like sell insurance or like a, a job where <laughs> yeah. there's like, yeah. a, a, like a trajectory where you can go. But photography yeah. is just like... Now, now the work you show, that's a different story. Your, your portfolio, you have to have a very singular style, very singular vision. Mm. Um, otherwise, you're not going to get work. Like, I mean, and I see people who have a ton of talent all the time. You know, I go to their website and it's like, okay, I love this series you did. And then next to it is a bunch of wedding photography. Yeah. Like, no one's going to take you seriously. They're yep. just not. And honestly, you want a wedding. it took us a while to find our footing as, as far as what our style was, you know, and that evolved over the past several years of yeah. trying new things and you know, mimicking lighting, rebuilding lighting from other people that we enjoyed and taking little bits and pieces away from other stuff and making it our own. Yeah, it's just like testing, testing, exactly. figure out what's what. Um, so, you, you know, you first see 
Frank Ockenfeld stuff, it's like, oh, that is awesome. I, I want to try that. Yeah. Suddenly you've got your, you know, your, 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 your iPhone out. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah. You realize, okay, I'm not good at this at all. But, well, yeah, it's not, you, you don't even <laughs> want to be good at that, though, because then you, you're just, you're just Frank, Frank Ockenfeld's knockoff. Yeah. Yeah. What you yeah, can yeah. do yeah. is, like, take those Christmas lights, then put it with um, right. a little Dan Winter style lighting or, you know, yeah, or whatever. Think, it's a mishmash. I think I had a, uh, I had a uh, professor in college and he was like, he actually encouraged people like, yeah, you should like copy. Like he's like, go try to make a platon photo. And the, cause it is like you, by doing that, you learn what you are. Yeah. It's yep. like, you're not doing, obviously you're, you're not doing the same thing as them, but it's just like trying different stuff. Um, it's funny for us. People tell us we have a very specific, style yeah and we look at it and we just see dan winners tim tatter frank yeah. ockenfeld like <laughs> it's like well, well we just copied other people but in that process you yeah. develop you distill it down yeah something that's yours yeah and so every time somebody says that to us or like in a portfolio review they'll flip through a book and go oh, you guys have a very distinctive style i see exactly what you're trying to do yeah. we look at each other and go <laughs> really <laughs> sweet <laughs> you're right got it <laughs> let's work yeah, yeah, yeah. uh yeah, those were, is that showing your book in person, is that something you guys still do a lot or like when you have time? Or? Whenever we can. And every chance we get. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. super important. Uh, it's getting harder and harder to get in front of people. Really hard because I don't know what it's like out here, but I've noticed in Boston, like some of the big agencies, like they don't have as many art producers on staff anymore. It's a lot of like uh, when they have a project, they'll hire freelance art producers. So it's like I found it's like a lot harder to get in the door sometimes. It is. And, you know, two months, I think it was about two, three months ago, we were in New York City with our reps there. WSW, yep. and um, we did a group show at um, a pharma-specific agency, and that went really well. I think 30 or so creatives showed up for it, um, and they stayed. They hung around. We talked about campaigns. We talked about what they're looking for. Yep. And in fact, we got a job out of it, uh, which we're shooting the next month. Oh, damn. And it's a, it's a big job for us, a big pharma job. That's awesome. Um, and then, you know, we start calling around trying to get appointments in L.A., and you realize you just keep getting the, the door shut in your face because uh, we don't see one photographer at a time. We only do group shows. Interesting. That's what they'll tell you. That's what they told us. So uh, we decided to we go have a out solve. to... Well, we, we got to solve. We got two guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, we've got 12 now. Oh, really? What's that? We started something called Ad Hoc Artists, which is a group of photographers that uh, we have curated, uh, people we admire or are friends with. Yeah. And it's a really, in our mind, a very strong group of artists. And... We collectively have put together a website. We have a person making phone calls on our behalf to get appointments for us to do group shows. We've done one already. Um, Interesting. And it's only been two months. So is that like a, like a, is it like a business or is no, it more of this? It's more just a collective of everybody helping everybody else. Yeah. God. So, like no one's making me, money off of it or okay. anything like that. Yeah, no one's making money off it. It was literally, it started as a way to get our work in front of other people and if that meant we had to bring 11 other people along with us who wow. we all like and we're not really competing like a rising tide lifts some all Some of boats. them we are competing with. Yeah, some of them we are. But yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, you, like you know, it's just, it's a win for us. It's a win for the creatives. Um, you're in there and most of the people in the group are repped, but you know, their reps are in New York or Chicago like us. And wow. it seems silly to be in Los Angeles, which is the hotbed of advertising and just be sitting around waiting, you know, to, to get in, you know, if we How, put this group together, we cater it ourselves. We bring, and we bring a ton of beer. Local beers. That's right. IPAs. You want a little, that's that's right, right. Yeah. a little stout. We got you. Yeah. Uh, how long you been doing that? 
Just two months. That's brand new. How, and it's been it's been going good. Like yeah, yeah. We, we yeah. had one meeting really quickly, and I'm getting a good response um, from other agencies. Scheduling shows like this takes a little while. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. the one we had, we had about 50 people come through. Yeah. And it went long. Like it was really, really well good. received. People are still in contact with us about it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good a good model for people to use in order to get their work in front of creatives. Yeah, because that's the name of the game. I don't know about you guys, but it's this FaceTime. It's like it's, talking to people. That's pe- it. Yeah, it's this pound that pavement. Every business is relationships. Yeah. It's just the truth. Yeah, definitely. Now, that's interesting. Yeah, because I think it's just like if you want to work in this business, you have to be a part of the community. And it's like I think that's really cool. Like you're working with other photographers, other reps, and it's just like – Sometimes you'll get a job. Sometimes they'll get a job. Right, right, that's it. Right, right. Um, no, it's interesting. And, uh, uh, you know, one thing I was kind of interested in talking to you about, like with you guys, uh, uh, how, how the economics of like being a partnership work. It's just everything's just kind of like 50, 50. It's, it's, it's a horrible it idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I was like, I was, really like dumb. Dumb. I was like, I know how hard it is for one guy. I was like, it's, how the it's fuck not 50, 50 though, because you also have to feed your reps. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, right it's all an even split. Nah. It's just, it's you know, we got to do twice as much work. True. Or twice as big a I mean, project. We're, we're not, we're, we know we're never going to get rich doing this, yeah. but if we can. No one is. No yeah. one is. Even you, you, you I talked to right. Frank Ockenfels yesterday. He's like, dude, people think I'm rich. I'm not fucking rich. We know that. I mean, like I said, there's way better ways to make money than this. Yeah. Uh, but for us, if we can make a living. Yeah. Uh, and have fun. And have fun and, yeah. and grow personally yeah. and creatively. Yeah. We're, we're all in. Yeah. No, it's awesome. And you mentioned you have a rep. Um, I was curious, like, do you think it's important to have a rep if you want to work commercially in this business? Like, what's your kind of take? What made you guys want to? I don't know. Is our rep listening to this? <laughs> oh, shit. I, I, think, I think it's, I think you can do with and without a rep. I think at our stage in our career, you know, we're fairly new. We've only been doing this together for six years. Okay. I think having a rep gives you some credibility. Yep. Yes. I, you know, it's not like our rep is, or any rep for that matter, is just bringing in a ton of work for their clients, though. Yeah. So it really is about how you work with your rep. Yeah. Um, you know, are you somebody who is comfortable negotiating contracts and talking about fees? Yeah. Or do you want somebody to do that for you? Yeah. It, there's a misconception that a rep's going to go and get you a bunch of work. It, yeah. That's really not their job. No. I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there's a handful that do. They might introduce you to some people, but they And, and it's happened for us, for sure. Yeah. But, but they don't sit around all day and... They're not With cold the phone ringing. people. Yeah. Uh, hey, do you guys know someone that could shoot this pharma campaign? Yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, it's all about the hustle and the effort that you put into it. Because the bulk of our work, while some has come to us directly through our rep, most of it comes from our own marketing. Yeah. You know, and our, our, putting yeah. our own work out on social media and whatever channels we go through. Which is substantial. And that's honestly like 20% of our money goes to marketing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what kind of marketing stuff is it like print stuff or what's yeah. all we, of it? We all do um, source book mailers eight to 10 times a year. We do emails every month. We are in source books. We're in you use archive. A workbook and all that. We're, we're on workbook. workbook. Yeah. You, have you ever, you feel like that does, yeah, I don't, I ever first, I, we're, we're, we're good friends with the rep there. So I don't want to, yeah. no, I don't want to shit talk them. Love workbook. <laughs> workbook. <laughs> Reach out if you want to sponsor this. <laughs> Love the website, great design. <laughs> it's I, I honestly think if you're a lifestyle photographer, it's a good place for you. Yeah. I think those are the creatives that are going there to find artists. Yeah. Uh, for what we do, it's probably not the best use of our money, but I, you know, there's something to be said for being everywhere. Yeah. But there's like, something to I be said for being it, in a thing like workbook too, because there's yeah, definitely some like credibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and we kind of subscribe to the be everywhere you can afford to be yeah. plan. Yeah. 
I think that's the smart thing. It's it's not one thing. It's like someone might not. They'll probably never. Uh, not that they won't hire you, but they might not hire you from going on your workbook page. But they'll they'll see it, and then they'll see you here, and then they see you here. That's and it's it. It's just a collective of things, and it's just like after a while, it's just like you start to. This, it's in the back of their mind. Yeah. So if you ask me if workbook's worth it, um, yeah, I, yeah it, it is. If you can afford it, it's worth it. Yeah. Without, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. It, it makes you legitimate. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Um, and with like the directing stuff, like, it, do you feel like there's like a different approach to when you're doing the motion stuff versus the still, or is it you're still trying to have the same style, the same feel of what you're trying to convey, or is it like two different things? You think it's? I think it's kind of the same. It's definitely yeah. a different approach technically, but as far as you know, the style and look of it, we we always try to bring our stills lighting as much as we can into the motion world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll work with the actors a little bit more for the motion for side video, of things. Yeah. But yeah, but for the most the, part... The truth is it's all about casting. Mm. And that's... For, yeah, for that both was, stills and video. Yeah. Like, if you have to direct that much on set, yeah. you, did you did not pre-produce wrong. What, right. Okay. And yeah. you didn't cast right. Yeah. And you didn't have pre-production meetings that were meaningful. Yeah. Um, everything, everything should be dialed in by the time you're there. It, it goes back to team and prep work. Yeah. 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 Were there like any uh, shoots early on you guys feel like you learned a lot from or anything like that? I think all of them. Every yeah. single one of them. Yeah. Honestly, our very first shoot. It's funny. I just did this interview with Archive where they asked me about this. Yeah. Which was our very first shoot. I don't Which remember. was our, it was um, Southern Nevada Water Authority. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the first, yeah, They commercial. literally called us yeah. out of the blue. We barely had a website. Oh, wow. And I think yeah. we were just putting, putting images out there on social media and they happened to get in front of the right person at the right time. We got a call. And they're like, hey, do you guys want to bid this project? And we were bidding against these people that we had just looked up to. Yeah. And we loved them. And anyway, we bid the job. We won it. Had no idea how to run a production. So much so that we literally produced the job by ourselves. And then it got to be two days before the job. And we realized that, like, hey, the agency is going to expect to see a producer on set. Yeah. We should probably hire one. We hired one literally to show up at the shoot yeah. and stand yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For retouching, I, like, I knew in my mind it was over my head. So I'm like, all right, who's the best in the world? Well, okay, Amy, dress her. Yeah. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email her. <laughs> uh, she's not going to get back. Oh, my God, she got back to me. She said, yeah, she'll do this. I can't believe this. <laughs> and I don't know how we pulled that team of people together. Yeah. So we had a really great art team and fantastic stylists all working on a dime because we literally didn't know any better. Yeah. Um, and that was probably, that was our first job, our biggest learning and it's, it's still on that ad agency's website. Yeah. Today. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's like managing those bigger productions where, like you say, you got the you got your client there, you got the talent, you got like three, four assistants, hair and makeup. Is this managing? And you're everyone's looking to you for the answer. You're and it's just a lot of client services. Is that something you guys always have been comfortable with? It's kind of running the show and this like it goes back to what what I said. If you're worried about that on set, you did something wrong. Yeah. Like that all has to be dialed in. I, I don't even think about that on set. I no. barely think about that at all over the course of a job. Because we, we, yeah. we put the right people in place yeah. to take care of everything. And we have the discussion beforehand. Hey, your client services, you're going to make sure they're happy. Yeah. You're taking care of lighting. And, Preparation. And, and, and if it's you all go, prep. Yeah. Prep and team. It's all yeah. prep. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, and you know, one project I was excited to talk to you about on your website, it's called, this is not, uh, I think it's pronounced Magritte. Yeah. Uh, really cool photos. I was kind of curious, like what the backstory of that project was all about. This one's Neil's baby. So. All right. You know, I've always been a Salvador Dali. Fan. I love the. It was like ham, and you got an eyeball. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, Salvador Dali has always been one of my favorite painters, and I, I just always wanted to put together a photo series. And I look, you know, looking at his work, it's like it's so liquid. There's nothing here I can do photographically. So the next surrealist I admired was Rene Magritte. Yeah. So it started with just five of his paintings I wanted to reproduce photographically, um, and that turned into 13. It just kind of kept going, going, going. Um, and if you look at them, they're very close to the original painting with slight little modern twists yeah. to each one. Um, so over a course of like five months, by hand, put that all together. The whole series was done for less than $2,000, to wow. be honest. Literally built here in the studio. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I spent a whole week building a pile of sand yeah. that had to look exactly like the painting. Um, we put it out there and it was in com it was in communication arts this year, which I was very proud of. Congrats. Yeah. Is it the contest stuff? You guys do a lot of that entering the contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do. It, it, I'm the worst. I'm the worst with it. Every time it comes around, I'm like, ah, fuck, I don't feel like it's such a <laughs> it's such a money suck. But it, there's it like is. it's expensive. But it's, it's like, it goes it, back to what we were saying. It's, it's just like everywhere. It's and, awareness. Yeah. And then I, I wonder, is this just self gratification? And part of it, it, honestly, part of it is because I, yeah. I want a little bit of validation. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I actually doing something good? As much as I'll sit around and say that I don't care if anybody else actually likes it or not, I do. No, of course you like it. You made it to the show, man. Yeah, yeah. But it also looks good on a website, and the truth is, the people judging those contests are the ones that could hire you. Oh hell yeah, yeah. it's like advertising people, photo editors, all that. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's important. I, I told myself, me and my friend Chad, I'm like, we're fucking entering next year, man. Let's do it. <laughs> we should. Uh, yeah. Um, and with like the creative projects, like how does that work for you guys? Will Will sometimes will you be like, hey, I'm gonna go shoot whatever surfers, and Neil's out here shooting ham with eyeballs? Not usually. <laughs> I mean, the, Neil will definitely go shoot on his own more than I do, but it doesn't really happen that often. Usually, I mean, we've got folders full of ideas that we spitball off of each other and just throw away. Yeah. Um, a, lot of, well, a lot of it's what we can afford to do. Yeah, true. Because some of our concepts get expensive. Yeah. You know, they're full set builds. That's usually what kills the concept. Well, like, and on top of that, you know, you want to cast the right talent and then you got to do hair and makeup, wardrobe, all of it. Suddenly, one image cost you $10,000. Yeah, and, and you know, we've been down this road so many times before where we come up with a concept and, you know, early on we would just produce it sort of half-assed and then you end up with a half-ass image. Yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. Right? You know, if we're going to do a concept, Go it has top to be notch. top yeah. tier. And, and very yeah. rarely do we want to do one image at a time. We don't yeah, feel like series, that gets yeah. us. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be a yeah. series for us now. So now suddenly a series is, you know, $60,000. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of stuff just dies on the floor for that reason. That makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, we also love shooting portraits. I, I probably yeah. more than Corey. I mean, I'll go out and do it by myself often. Yeah. Um, but there's not a lot of portrait work out there, to yeah. be honest. So, uh, yeah, because uh, would you say most of your work is commercial and advertising? You guys still shooting editorial at all these days, or not so much? When we can, yeah, yeah whenever we, we can. We've we never, don't really get a lot of calls. Yeah, we've never had a big editorial presence. No. Yeah. and maybe it's because I think people look at our website and think it's just huge productions all the time. Yeah. And they don't really understand that two people did that by themselves. Yeah. yeah there's so, a, there's a, and don't get me wrong. We reach out to all of the publications. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, there was a woman, a photo editor at the New Yorker who said, don't email me anymore. Your work is just simply too commercial. Yeah. Oh, she said that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Actually, she wrote, don't you know what we do? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> like, Which yeah, you know what? Yeah, we get hurt. But I she's right. Say, she's I, totally I appreciate right. that. I appreciate yeah, it, too. At least she, at least she responded. Us. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a closed-minded way to look at it, though. It's like... As do uh, I. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know what? If that's what, how you feel, you might as well yeah, tell like, us how you feel. And yeah. it's like, yeah, you're never going to be for everybody. Some people are going to like your work. Some people aren't. 
And it's just like, he's kind of got to roll with the punches, right? Honestly, that was yeah. a big hurdle for him. Like day one of, we spent probably two years trying to make stuff that we were really worried about people liking. It. Right. And yeah. then you realize that like, you know what? It's, I have to like this. And if it's good work, people will respond to it. The, the comedy for us, for editorial is if we plan a, a meeting trip to New York, we'll spend a week there. We could see 10 of the top agencies in New York without a problem. Like they'll, they'll welcome us in. We can't get a meeting with a single magazine. <laughs> not one, pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah, it is hard, man. Uh, and magazines are less and less. Like, yes. shit, ESPN yeah. the magazine went out of business this yeah. year, which was kind of bummer. Well, did they? I think they're still, well, they're still printing some... body issue, right? I that? heard that's a rumor. I'm not oh. completely sure. That's what someone said. All I know is they're not printing the magazine. And what does anymore. that mean, though? They still have a digital presence. Yeah, but that's one thing I worry about is, like, once it goes to digital, they're going to be like, oh, we're going to pay less. Yeah, well, and then, course, once, and, then, and then once it goes down, it never goes up. It, you're right about that. <laughs> Same thing happened with social media. Yeah. Like, we shoot a ton of social jobs, and the, the budgets keep it, like, crunch, 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 but the... The frequency goes up. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I was having a conversation with my friend. I was like, what other business? Because if you look at, like, um, like editorial rates, like, they haven't changed in, like, 20 years. It's like, editorial portraits, like, whatever. It could be, I know, Wall Street Journal, the, the newspaper, they pay 400 bucks for a portrait. Yeah. And an editorial local could be 500 to 1,200. It never goes up. Yeah. But, yeah for us, it's just yeah. getting access yeah. to yeah. whether it's celebrity or whoever. Um, and getting support, getting a story, yeah, and a reason to shoot something—that's yeah. why we like to it, do. It's it. almost like portfolio work for us. It totally is, yeah. yeah. And yeah, this I for me, I just want to keep shooting. And like, if I'm ever stagnant, then it's just like it, it really is like going to the gym. It's like yeah, yeah. Like like this summer, I was shooting. I had this project, and I was shooting a lot, and I, it ended. And now I'm kind of in this lull where I'm like trying to find the next thing, and I feel like I'm like rusty right now, you know. I, I get I'm very familiar it. with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like I, I need a new project right now, and I, I feel like something's wrong because I don't have something to work. But you on. can't force it because yeah, you, you trust me. You try to do that, then yeah. you end up with these watered down concepts. Yeah. Or, well, that was like Magritte. Just one day is like, yep, that's what it is. Yeah. So, Honestly, it took me like you probably did three of those before I even got like mentally on board with the project. Right. Right. And then I started seeing kind of what was coming together. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool now. Yeah. And, no, for sure. And yeah, with like, uh, the one thing I've always enjoyed about like some of your work is like, there's like a sense of humor to it. it what is it about that? Like, how do you kind of, it seems like a hard it, thing to capture. Like, it's funny because it's something we always try to get away from. Oh really? Yeah. And it's just inherent in, I think who it's we are and how we see the world. It's how you see the world. Yeah. yeah. Why do you, why do you think you want to get away from it? It, I feel like small it's, market. it's a small market. It has pigeonholed us in the past. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know now a couple years removed from it, I feel like. That's not a negative, really. Mm -hmm. um, but I do feel like for a while we were doing so much humor-based work that we were kind of stuck in this narrow little yeah. hole. Yeah, like we, we would hear things such as, oh, your lighting's fantastic. I love the, everything about it's good, but we're, we're not doing funny. We're not yeah. doing humor. With like, but we have a whole other whole yeah. website full of stuff yeah. that's not funny. But people don't see past that sometimes. Right. But now what I'm realizing is the whole world responds to funny yeah. and they'll see that out there. And we get a lot of great response on social media and just direct emails from our website when we put funny work out there. Yeah. And it's, I think people are starting to come around to realize that it's not all we do now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think we're the ones to hire. If you want to make someone look beautiful or like the coolest guy in the world. Yeah. Because we don't see anyone that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're, kind of, like we're not cynical. We're just trying to find the humor and everything, and you know, we want to, shoot and make characters yeah it's just who we are as people i think one, sure. one person i really admire for their environmental portraiture um 
Uh, what's his name? The close-ups. Why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, uh, Schuller? Yeah, Martin uh, Schuller. Yeah. Honestly, his environmental portraiture oh is goodness, phenomenal. Him, I, from an editorial standpoint, him and Art Stryber, I think, are the two we look up to the most. Yeah, it's like their attention to detail is like, it's really precise. Yep. So precise. Yep. Yeah. The lighting is so dialed in. And ultimately, take all that away, there is a compelling image there. Always. They walk into a room and find, whether it's a set they're building or they're shooting on location in someone's house, they find an interesting composition. Yeah. And they light in a way that draws your eye to what is interesting in the frame. Yeah. Um, that's what we are always trying to do. And those guys kind of bounce now. I think of their work, both of them kind of, they bounce between like humor and very serious. Yeah. Which is what we want yeah, to yeah. do. Yeah. 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 No, it's a hard balance. Yeah. Because it's like, it's, like, it's like the frustrating thing in this business. Like people need to put you in a box and I understand why because when you're shooting commercially that person's job who's hiring you has a boss and then there goes the client and they're like what is it going to look like what is the comp going to look like so I understand it but it does get frustrating sometimes it, it, so someone, like, someone explained it to me when we first started and, and of course I didn't listen <laughs> but they said you know if you've got a sink that's broken are you going to hire a, a plumber or a general contractor yeah you're going to hire a plumber because that's what they do. Yep. So if you if your job depends on a project and a three, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar budget depends yeah. on it, yeah, you're going to hire someone who just makes exactly what you've been told to make. And they've done it a hundred times, yep. and yeah. it's just yeah. like what they show. Um, yeah, it's frustrating, but it is what it is. Um, and another thing, I, it's becoming more and more common. I'm sure you guys uh, work on this for all your campaigns. Is uh, treatments. Um, <laughs> this is, I'm always just curious to how, for me, cause I'm not a writer. Stop, I'm twitching. I'm yeah. How do, how do you approach these things? Because it's like, it feels like you're putting a book report together. You know do, what I mean? Do you want to, do you want to see one of our treatments? Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you one later. Yeah, we'll show, okay, later. I, I, I honestly feel like we just figured out treatments finally two weeks ago, Yeah. but they're literally 20 pages long now. 20? Wow. 20 pages. We talk about, we talk specifically about every shot that they want to execute in their deck we talk about the how and why of our process mm -hmm. in great detail. The technical. The technical. We, we pretty much leave no stone uncovered. Um, and do you, will you write like a bio of like your background and like... Not and really. Not, nah. it's, it's more about... Honestly, if they've come to us, they've already vetted us. Yeah. They know who I, we I are. just want them to know that we have really thought about what they gave us, as, you know, in terms of a deck, yeah. and that we know exactly how to execute it. Have you have you noticed in the conversations you have with these agencies, do you get a sense that they're actually reading these uh, decks? You think? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, At least yeah. the last two, because they've commented on them. I don't yeah. know the first ones. Well, some you know, sometimes they repurpose them, and that becomes their pitch to the client. Yeah, like they they use part of it. Mm -hmm. um, there's no doubt about it. They're reading it. Yeah. How much of it they read i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah right but i mean for, we are giving them a lot of information yeah for, but for us if, if you know if we leave something out that's what that could be what loses us loses us the the job yeah because so. you never know whose eyes are on that i just i, I want to make sure we cover all the bases yeah so everyone who looks at that knows that these guys know how to do this yeah, honestly it also helps us well, oh it does that's the biggest point yeah because yeah, yeah. you really are sitting with the project and it's like going like step by step of what what you're going to execute pretty much it, it's wrapping your head around it yeah. and and identifying your vision mm -hmm. um the frustrating part for us is going into a bid knowing you're up against sometimes and this is not a joke up against six other photographers that just happened to us Damn. and they come at you with a low budget and they they 
the first thing they talk about is, I'm sorry about the budget. <laughs> oh, yeah. I apologize. We know this was a tough one. Uh, but we also need a treatment. And we're also talking to six other photographers. Yeah. So for us to put the kind of investment that we put into treatments into something that uh, we know we're, we have a one in seven shot at getting is frustrating because it takes a couple of days to put the treatment together. But you okay. have to do it or you're not even in yeah. the game. Yeah. 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 And so. for, for us, it's like we're not going to just read their deck and put numbers together and have our producer put numbers together because that's not being honest. Like we want to show how we're going to tackle the project. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's really important. I've just noticed it more and more. Like, it's just even on, like, little small jobs, they want, they want to see how you're going to execute uh, it. Oh, yeah, we just did a tiny budget job, and that that estimate went out with the treatment. We don't do yeah. any anything without a treatment. Anymore. Yeah. It's not because I love making treatments. <laughs> Trust me. It's just it's necessary. And will you guys ever, like, create work to, like, say, say you guys want to shoot for, I don't know, Nike. Will you go out and like create work that you will use to like market to them to hopefully get work or not so much? We yeah, no, we really haven't done it that aggressively. Mm -hmm. um, I can't really think of an instance where we've targeted one specific client and shot a test. More of a genre, we'll a genre yeah, 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 more of a genre, right? Mm. Uh, I do know photographers that have done that. Um, I know someone who did it and called it like a Range Rover campaign or something. Oh yeah, and. Um, had me fooled. I thought it was an actual campaign and it looked fantastic. Um, and it works for them. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I'm always curious because like some people do, some people don't. It's, uh, I don't really, but yeah, it's interesting. I feel like it's putting a lot of your eggs in one basket. Exactly. Not that that yeah. wouldn't apply to other clients potentially, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It just seems like you're just chasing at that point. For sure. Uh, and another project I really enjoyed on your website was uh, Craigslist Encounters. It was some really cool portraits. I was kind of curious, like, what was the backstory with that? Um, back to what we were talking about, like, having that itch to go shoot something, like, always needing a project. Oh, did that th thing turn refrigerator. on? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Did it just turn on? It did. Just, you can turn it off. Oh, no worries. Oh, thanks. Um, Appreciate yeah. it. All right, we're back. There we go. We're back. Uh, it, it's having that itch to go do something. We had some downtime, and... We have a friend that owns a mattress, three mattress stores. Interesting. That's a, that's a unique business. It's a unique business, and they only advertise on Craigslist. Really? Yeah. Craigslist is actually fucking awesome. Like, it's pretty weird, awesome. man. It's, <laughs> there's a whole culture there. Yeah. So, you know, being at the shop, seeing our friend, I, I noticed the people that come in. They're all incredibly interesting, and they all have a story. So I thought, all right, I'm going to put an ad on Craigslist and just see what happens. And I, a year later, I shot a hundred people. A hundred people, shot, yeah. What was ninety-six the, people? What was the ad, and what section did you put it in? Um, I, I tried different sections. The first one, and the one that worked the best, was Los Angeles West Side, um, like gigs or something gigs, like that. Yeah, gigs, it, okay. it was gigs, and it was portrait photographer seeking subjects. Twenty dollars an hour will Damn. come to you place of business home or hobby like something like that like a straight up personals ad almost yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, like a hundred responses and then it's like do i cherry pick these well i don't even know if this is a real series so 
if I, I, do, I do know that if I cherry pick them, it's not going to be honest. Like that's not a true representation of the people that responded. So I'm just going to shoot everybody. Yeah. And then months later, like I've got bruises on me. I'm beat up. I've been lied to. I've been chased. Like, yeah. it, it was. Oh yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, oh, I was yeah. say was, that, was there like any sketchy situation? Oh, you were like, in the back of a crack van. I was literally a crack <laughs> van. Having two guys. Where are you at, Corey? <laughs> I, I stayed home for that one. <laughs> I, I drove up to San Francisco for one. And Neil's the wild man. They asked me if I wanted to hit the crack pipe, and then they asked me if uh, they wanted wait, like, to get naked. Okay, okay, right, we got to start from scratch on this one. Like, <laughs> uh, what? Okay, so you put up the ad. Who is this person that reached out to you? And what leads to you getting to a crack fan? That's what. <laughs> so they told me they were living in a van on the side of the road in San Francisco. They gave me coordinates. Okay, said so we'll be there from this time to this time. Um, sure, we want twenty bucks. Yeah, or, or however long it takes. And I showed up, and it's like six in the morning. Sun just came up. I don't know what to do. I knock on the van. Nothing. I knock on the van. Nothing. Suddenly, a face pops out, and I realize, all right, these guys are probably homeless and have probably been in this van for a long time. They're young, maybe twenty-two. But or they're so. they're still internet savvy. They're still yeah. internet savvy, which yeah, I think everyone that age yeah, is today. Um, and they said, sure, dude, come on in the van. And I, I lit them. So you had a little strobe kit or whatever? Well, yeah, I actually, yeah, I, I actually had quite a few lights just to light <laughs> the van from, from the outside and inside. Holy um, shit. Which the, I was really happy with the lighting. I shot them. They're like, that's it, man. You want to hit the pipe? And he starts putting some, some nuggets in the pipe. He's like, no, I, mean, you want, I thought we were going to get naked, man. I thought there was going to be some, some action going on. I got to go. And then he calls me freaked out. I was totally freaked out. Is that one on the website? Uh, it is. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Down there, and we were chased a few times. We got stood up a lot. Chased from what? It's like... um, I was in a building I shouldn't have been in a part of LA I shouldn't have been. Wow. And then sometimes like when I showed up to this young, young, I think I want to say, I don't know if this is the right word, but transvestite, he was probably 25 or so. Mm -hmm. He had a tiny little apartment. He had hair and makeup artist there and a rack of clothes. Wow. So he was like, so he was like totally into it. And this was early on in the series. So this is what happened. I started retouching those and releasing them through social media, and then I would use them in the uh, in the following Craigslist ads. Oh, the reference. So people would start seeing what was happening, and they would call us with concepts. And this is when Corey started getting involved. And like one kid said, I want to be in a minivan looking like a lover. In a smoking jacket. He literally, smoking jacket. He yeah, literally was it. called a Chrysler dealership. And arranged for us to go he there. Talk them into it. And have a van, a Chrysler Pacifica, yeah. set aside. <laughs> we, we get there, and yeah, the car, the car salesman, they're like, oh, you guys are here. How much time do you need to light it? We're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Holy shit. It was man. fun. Uh, uh, then it got it, to a point where I think we had like 50 images retouched. Yeah. And I, I just felt like it was over because we, at that point, had a good cross-section of what, in our mind, Craigslist is or who's on Craigslist. And it's a fascinating place. You know, people find love there. They find sex there. They uh, find business opportunities there. They run businesses through there. They market through there. Um, uh, it's a fascinating little world. I, I, uh, I used to work part-time at my friend's real estate office. I had my real estate license, and I would just in the summers uh, rent apartments, and we used Craigslist every day. That's how we rented yeah. most of our apartments. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's wow. powerful. Yeah. yeah. No, that's interesting. That, that's awesome, man. 
have you with the personal project stuff have you ever felt like has it led to commercial work ever or? yes yeah absolutely yeah. yeah yeah i think honestly i think magritte has led to a few projects this year and it's not like we're doing those a, a version of those personal projects as commercial projects but i think it is what drives people to mm. call us yeah it gets our name out there. It gets our work out there. Yeah. Like Craigslist, I think there's about 20 articles written about Craigslist, yeah. uh, which was surprising to us, but it just kept coming. Like Newsweek and all, like it just kept coming. Yeah. I just like honest work. That's all the work I've been drawn to is like real people and like uh, real situations. I think it's just really interesting. That's why. I've, uh, See, now that's hurt us too. Yeah. Because yeah. people say, oh, you don't pay attention to hair and makeup. And it's like, come on, guys, you're not getting yeah, it. Yeah, that's why you, know? you keep it in the context of that project. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of all that, makes that, sense. Yeah. Then yeah. it's really important how you put your website together. Yeah. yeah. So you differentiate. This is personal work. True. This is what we take seriously over here where everything's dialed in. Yeah. yeah. And what's kind of like your guys, I'm always curious because like social media is a big thing now. Um, you guys have a pretty solid following. You guys are active on there. Um, what's your guys' approach? Do you think it's like beneficial? Is there anything you like about it, dislike about it? Like, what do you think? I mean, it's definitely beneficial, but I think yeah. you have to be a constant presence on there. Mm -hmm. And you never really know what you're going to get or what people are going to respond to. So you're just basically throwing everything you make up there. It's a good forum for us to put new work up too. That way we're not constantly re-editing the website, but yeah. Neil handles pretty much all of the social media aspect for us. Um, Instagram's the one I like the most yeah. by far. I feel like, I feel like Instagram nowadays is almost your website. Like people, almost, go, people yeah. go to your Instagram first because it's this like, you're 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 always on your phone you're always just clicking and then it's just like if they look at your shit then maybe they'll go check your website it's wild it's well, almost like a little bts like look behind the scenes of the photographer's life yeah yeah and you know you don't want to get to a place where you're curating it that much i don't think for us because to me i, I like it as a repository of all of our work, yeah. whether or not it makes the cut for the website. Right. I love when people tell stories on there. Like people yeah. like kind of write the behind, like the history. I, I, yeah, I try to. Um, it's a real skill, like writing. Yeah, it is. It's, it really is. Yeah. I, I actually, I, you know, I, I love Art Strivers. Oh, yeah. On oh, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And he's actually told me this. He said he's the guy up at midnight after a shoot writing those. Which surprised me. I figured he had a company a doing it for him. No, 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 no. That's, that's the interesting thing I realized from like doing this podcast is like all these like legendary photographers that you put on this pedestal, you realize they're still hustling like everyone else. Like, yeah, yeah. They might have bigger jobs and make a little more money, but it's not like this huge like operation. Right. Like for the most part, it's well, interesting. But what I love about what Art does is it's he he's not afraid of showing what he does yeah and how he does it and how he does it yeah. in fact he he's really proud of it yeah and, and i think he's teaching a, a whole generation of new photographers how to do it right yeah um and i i just i totally appreciate that yeah because like a lot of people don't want to show what they're doing but i think it doesn't because even, even if you see how art lights it like it, it's going to be completely different when you go shoot because 100%. you're going to have a different subject the way you communicate with your subject, which I think is a big thing in photography of like how you interact with who you're photographing and how you set up your sets and whatever is like a big component. So it's like, why not share it? This like, if you're going to bust your ass and yeah. go get it, like, yep, I'm with you. Yeah. It's competitive, but, uh, yeah. Have you guys ever like gone down? I think a lot of photographers, I know myself, like with social media, you kind of can look at what other people are doing and 
everybody can look busy on social media. Like you can make yourself look busy. Have you ever uh, gone the rabbit hole of like comparing yourself to what other people do? Uh, off and on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, no, no, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we've gone so far as to basically delete all other photographers from our feeds occasionally. <laughs> yeah. And then you eventually add them back. <laughs> but, but, but everyone, everyone not gonna follow me. Well, fuck you. Everyone has this. It, it's funny, man. Uh, yeah. It's, it's childish. It, well, it's, it it's is. not even because like they're not following us. It's more that I don't want to be constantly comparing yeah, myself yeah, or drawing yeah, yeah. inspiration. That's derivative, you know, yeah. because it's hard not to do that. You see someone else's great work. Like, well, shit, man, I well, kind of want to do something yeah. based on that. And if you're slow, like if there's not a lot going on and you see somebody working a lot, which, Look, like you said, it's all smoking it, mirrors. It's all smoking mirrors. mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's easy to get down on yourself yeah. during those times. Yeah. We're, all, we're all sensitive artists, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's all after this podcast, we're all gonna have a group hug. Right? That's right. Nice <laughs> <laughs> cry. Uh, yeah, no, it's just glad. I'm glad to hear that. Like, because uh, I think everyone kind of goes to that, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but I guess to kind of wrap up, like you guys been doing this for a while. Um, what do you guys kind of love about it, and uh, uh, any kind of goals for the future? I guess. Uh, you know, personally, this is Corey. What I love about this most <laughs> is the team building and the whole production process. I love every aspect that goes that goes into making that image yeah. as much as I love the final image itself. So to me, it's the collaboration, the energy on set, the the spirit of it all. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. And how about you, Neil? Yeah, I, honestly, I just like getting, I growing, I continue to learn from every shoot and just keep getting better. Uh, the biggest satisfaction for me is when the image is finished. Like there, that, that is one of the best feelings in my life. Retouching is done. Everything's done. And it looks the way I, I planned it to look. Yeah. That that's all worth it for me. And, and it's been that way from the very beginning. The first time I ever felt that, I, I felt like this is what I want to do until I retire, yeah. which might be never no, because hopefully. I decided to be a photographer <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no money in this business. Take a picture of someone 97. There ain't no pensions in We always hear from the, oh, it's funny, we're, we're not young, but we hear from the older you guys. guys. Are not, you guys are young guys. You guys yeah. are young. No, we hear from the older guys who were around in the 80s and 90s. Oh, you should have. It was every shoot you made $100,000. There were... There's cocaine everywhere. <laughs> we, we really missed out. Yeah. No, that's interesting. And then, like, anything you guys are hoping to work on, you think? Down I know you mentioned uh, you guys were on an NPR project, right? What is? Can you talk about that at all or not so much? A little bit. So, yeah, we're basically pulling hosts of the shows here okay. in and kind of riffing on the shows they do with a conceptual portrait. Is that because you are you guys like a fan of NPR? Is something you yeah. listen, listen yeah, to yeah, a lot? Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like the soundtrack of my day, I guess. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's where I get most of my information probably. Yeah. And this, this NPR station out here also plays really great music. Okay. So, so yeah, so we just started, we just did the first one. That's what all this stuff here is for. Nice. And it's basically, you know, the first one is Frances Anderton. She hosts the design and architectural show. Okay. So we're having, we, we shot her at that table over there and we're having our production designer bring in models of buildings that we'll put around her essentially. In wow. That's yeah. exciting. Well, I look forward to seeing that and, uh, can't thank you guys enough for taking the time. I'm glad we kind of got to meet in person finally. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, for people listening, like where's the best place to check out your guys' work? Crummerjohnson.com and Instagram is Crummerjohnson Photography. That's right. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thanks Alex. 
So there you have it. That was the Kramer Johnson interview. Um, just want to take a chance to uh, thank Neil and Corey for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting to go to their studio in Los Angeles and kind of talk to them about everything they've done over the course of their career. Um, big fan of their work and everything they've done. Um, so definitely go check out uh, Kramer Johnson's website at KramerJohnson.com as well as on their Instagram page at Kramer Johnson Photography. I'll link it in the description. You can go check it out there. They're always updating with different projects and uh, different things they're working on. So definitely go give them a follow. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, as well as on my website, alexgagnephoto.com, and on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening, and take care.